live from Studio 67 in Florida's Capital County. It's time to be fackish. Access granted. Good people of Florida, happy signy die to all. We wrapped up the 2023 legislative session this morning. We watched the hanky drop. Uh, you have got Jared and Sarah and also a special guest joining us this week. We have got our intern Chris Matthews joining us. Chris, what was it like to see the first hanky drop? Man, the first hanky drop. Uh, a wonderful experience. Uh, this session has been uh, quite long, but we're getting through it and we're um, wrapping up and man, it was an amazing experience. We had a lot of twists and turns this week, uh, so we will catch you guys up on everything that happened. Sarah, why don't you go ahead and kick us off on the policy for the week? Of course, one last time, kicking it off here. So a big bill that we were tracking all throughout session was SB 1604, the Land Use and Development Regulation Bill by Senator Angolia. That was actually signed by the governor on Sine Die a few hours ago. It passed off the floor this week in both chambers along party lines. You'll recall the bill re retained the language allowing a local government to require certain building design elements to single family or two family dwellings located in a PUD or master's planned community created before July 1st, 2020. Three, so everything moving forward will be preempted. An amendment passed this week also revised the process for approving certain electric substation installations. And it also includes the language surrounding independent special districts and developments, Disney bill language. So that was signed by the governor today. Thanks, Sarah. A uh, bit of a shocker on the vacation rentals front. SB 714 actually failed to get across the finish line yet again this session. This is a space they have been trying to regulate in since about 2014, and they just can't seem to get things done here. Um, this was considered something of an inevitability, uh, you know, done deal almost. What happened was an amended version of SB 714 passed in the House with new language that limited how a local government may regulate vacation rentals, uh, as well as changed up those that fee structure uh, that we have been following for a few weeks now. They kicked it back over to the Senate, who refused to concur on the latest amendment, and the bill died in messages. Uh, so like I said, bit of a shocker there, um, but this was sort of best case scenario for us. Uh, either the better Senate language would pass, or the bill would die altogether. Uh, so a win for counties there. And next up we have another bill we've been following all throughout session. This bill has been amended the entire way through, but it has come out pretty clean for us. That is SB 346 public construction by Senator DeSigley. That passed unanimously in the Senate and along party lines in the House. That bill defines a public works project as any activity that is paid for with any state appropriated funds. It deletes any dollar threshold entirely that was changed back in 2021. This bill also establishes a reasonable time frame in, for local governments and public entity construction contracts to develop a punch list. You'll recall the bill had some provisions about local appropriated funds that was removed out. So it came off relatively clean this session. So that passed this week. Good deal, Sarah. I get all the fun ones this week. Uh, HB 1343 Aglands. 
by Rep Tuck uh, has been a bit of a roller coaster. This also failed this week after looking like it had a lot of momentum. Um, it also got a new look recently. So this ad, this uh, priority for Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson also got a delete all amendment uh, this past week in the Senate dealing with uh, acreage and buffer requirements for the agricultural employee housing provision. If you'll recall, the bill provides for the construction or installation of housing for agricultural employees slash migrant farm workers. They kind of went back and forth on the terminology a couple times there. Um, but that is an authorized use of farmland zone for agricultural use. Uh, now, where it got kind of lost in translation was the specifics of the criteria for this agricultural housing. So ultimately the two chambers could not agree on the final version of this language and that bill also died in messages. However, if you'll recall why we were initially following this bill very closely was a preemption on special assessments on land classified as ag. That language actually got transplanted over to the tax package that did pass. Uh, so, you know, I'll just lead right into that one. Um, HB 7063 was the tax package, and it did have fax language uh, for that special assessment preemption. So just to clarify, it limits special assessments on land classified as agricultural. However, there was a carve out uh, that we you know, supported for any assessment revenues that were bonded, you know, pledged for debt service, as well as any non-agricultural structures on the land, whether residential or non-residential. So that was in the tax package. Couple other points of note within the tax package. Uh, language from SB 698 that was moving this session found its way into the tax package. That would require that any referenda, any local referenda to increase specified taxes uh, or including millages must coincide with a general election and it may only take place once within 48 months prior to reenactment of these taxes. This potentially limits a county's ability to, you know, raise emergency taxes on a, on a tight turnaround time. Uh, beyond that, uh, something of a minor ambush within the tax package was a new provision they added late that would require counties to go to referendum to impose additional tourist development tax levies. Uh, if, you're, if you'll recall, the first and second penny of TDT has to be done through referenda. However, the third penny can be passed through a supermajority vote of the governing board of the county. This would make it so every penny for TDT levies has to go to referenda to pass. Uh, we don't foresee this being a huge issue given that TDT referenda are not too difficult to pass since it is not typically the local citizens voting that are actually paying the taxes. The tax package also included uh, new thresholds for a property appraiser to challenge a value adjustment board decision in circuit court a uh, bit of an impact to local revenues on that one. There was also a local CST, uh, Communication Services Tax, freeze until January 1st, 2026. Uh, so they are locked in at their current rates until that date. And beyond that, the tax package included a number of uh, sales tax holidays uh, with you know varying impacts to local government revenues. So... Thank you, Jared. And another bill that we have been following very closely these last few weeks of session was the state minimum wage bill, SB 892 by Senator Martin and HB 917 by Representative Yeager. You'll recall there was an amendment in HB 917 that attempted to prohibit political subdivisions from affecting new wages or employment benefits provided to its vendors or contractors when they're doing business with a political subdivision. However, that language 
with this wage preemption was not placed on the Senate bill, and the Senate bill was the bill that ultimately passed this session. So that bill exempts minor league baseball players from the state voters approved minimum wage. So that move forward without our wage preemption, we're very happy about that. And next up, we had a bill that we've been working on very hard this session. It is the local occupational licensing bills. There was four bills throughout session. However, HB 1383 specialty contractors by Representative Trabolsi was the bill that ultimately passed through this session unanimously in both chambers this session. The bill establishes that local government's licensing occupation programs will now expire on July 1st, 2024 instead of July 1st, 2023. So we have a little bit of a temporary fix there. And by July 1st, 2024, the Construction Industry Licensing Board will establish certified specialty contractor categories for voluntary licensure for certain job scopes. You can see all the job scopes and the other things that the bill does within our final legislative report. But we are happy to see something go through with local occupational licensing this year. Uh, Another minor victory for us, uh, HB 477 term limits for district school board members passed earlier this week. Uh, This bill would revise district school board members' term limits from 12 to 8 years. Now, the reason this is important is we initially speculated that they might include county commissioners within this language um, to match SB 1110 by Senator Ingolia this session. Ultimately, they did not include county commissioner term limits within the language, uh, and the bill passed as is. Uh, so something to be you know excited about, uh, but also you know keep our heads on a swivel going forward. Okay, and last up is the massive budget that passed this week. How massive? Pretty massive. (laughs) Biggest ever in history of Florida. $117 billion. The Florida legislature is required to pass a state budget every single session. And the legislature this year completed the budget on time and early, passing it out SB 2500 and adjourning at 11.01 a.m. this morning. The House and Senate budget for this year represents a 4.42 increase from the previous year and is 117 billion as i mentioned the largest ever in history there's a lot of things that we have been following within this budget in health and human services ag and environment there's hurricane ian and nicole recovery funds there is beach renourishment funds in there there's quite a bit of There's quite a bit of transportation funds in there brought down from the huge transportation bill passed up on the federal level. There's quite a bit of broadband funding and cybersecurity also got funded this year. And one thing within the budget that I did want to expand on a little bit was the uh, FRS package, the Florida Retirement System um, funding. SB 7024 uh, passed earlier this week. It makes pretty substantial changes to the FRS system uh, and changes the contribution rates, uh, both for normal rates as well as the unfunded liability. Now, initially, it was looking like HB 239, uh, a separate you know Florida retirement system package, was the vehicle. That initially had about a $1.2 billion price tag for local governments. Um, 
Ultimately, a handful of provisions were left out of that, and that fiscal impact got diminished down to only $325 million. Uh, so saving counties some money there. Um, that $325 million impact does include those rate adjustments uh, as well as a handful of modifications to the DROP program, uh, one of which FACS supported. That was expansion from 60 to 96 months of eligibility within the DROP program. There was also an increased interest rate on DROP funds as it's accumulating, uh, an increased health insurance subsidy payment. Uh, one thing of note that did save us a lot of money was they did not include that 3% cost of living adjustment that they were initially considering. Um, so all in all, a, a nice win there. All right, and that is a wrap on this year's 2023-2024 legislative session. Jared, Chris, any last words for you? Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Sarah, you got any special announcements to share with the uh, our listeners? <laughs> yes, all the listeners out there watching, listening, not watching. <laughs> This is my last ever podcast here at the Florida Association of Counties. It has been an absolute pleasure to get to know all of the county family out there. I will unfortunately not be down there in Orlando this summer or here next session. But hey, keep up the good fight. I'll see you out there next time. Sarah, you will be missed dearly. And uh, I will say that my next co-host has pretty big shoes to fill. Hey, it could be Chris over here. It could be Chris. <laughs> nah, How's this look, Chris? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you again, Sarah, for everything you did this session. Uh, we wish you uh, you know, a bright future. And thank you again. Thank you, Chris. Would you do session again? Did you like it? <sighs> I'll do session again. <laughs> That's always the <laughs> sigh, everyone. I'll do session it's again. It's a great thing. It's rough, but hey, it's good work out here. We can breathe a little bit now. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy sunny die. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Go get yourself a margarita and uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, have a good one. Signing off. Signing off.